Check my inbox and what do I see? Just another day, another T-R-A-D-E I'm an addict And I need it in my veins, I'm an addict Otherwise I feel plain now Every day I wake up, people got a problem Making all these trades up, got me singing got em. But I've been paid up, I even started from the bottom See I don't wait up, I ain't even playing possum So what it cost, I'm just a couple of firsts Can't believe that it worked, not to say I'm a jerk But I'm an addict, it's what I said in the first You can curse all you want, you can pray in your church But I'ma keep tapping return, I win up I learn I ain't trying to burn any bridges I yearn for the feeling I earn I'ma win it's a turn You had a cheek before I drop you like the beat I'm an addict And I'm not really ashamed I'm an addict I'm reclining with the brain I'm an addict And the pot is what I'm playing I'm an addict Russell Rocky Another names Trade X Pod Let's go I am Dynasty Outhouse And I have a trading problem I am Rocky Petrella And I also have a trading problem I'm Jake Trowbridge, and I'm trying to have a trading problem. We're here to help, buddy. We're here to help. (laughs) Hey, everybody, and welcome to session 282 of the Trade Addicts Podcast, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network, the DAP Network, if you will, and we will. And it has begun. We wait for it every year at this point. The running back apocalypse is here in full swing. And before we just dive into the abyss, making our home among the void. Hey, Jake, how's it going? <laughs> hey, what an introduction. What a high-flying, excited I space gave you, we I find gave you the lead-in. I mean, I put the, the diving board in front of you. The pool is filled with darkness. Just Bodies. dive right in. Yeah, and I'm I'm hitting my head on the bottom. I think as we as we dive in, <laughs> it's what what just gruesomeness. What I'm glad I'm here to help us all as a populace sort yes. through this. Though I think we all kind of need a joint therapy session about this. Yeah, th- there will be much crying and much consoling, and we need to like sort if I had to feelings. choose two people to be here for me for that, it would be you two. So <laughs> here we go. But before. We further bury ourselves in. I'm, I'm running out of words. <laughs> um, I, I into into the oubliette of of sadness. Labyrinth. I don't even know what that <laughs> word is. Oh, I'll watch labyrinth. <laughs> um, Jake, why don't you tell everyone who you are, what you do, and where they could find what you do? I'd be happy to. I'm Jake Trowbridge. I'm the co-host of the Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football Podcast, also a video contributor for Matthew Berry's Fantasy Life. I make dumb video content, and somebody else has to post it and deal with it. Uh, You can find me at Jake Trowbridge on Twitter. So I need to just talk for a second about how old I really am. Um, So I scroll on the TikToks, and... For the past two weeks, at least, I've scrolled, and all of a sudden, look, there's Jake talking to us live. So I'm like, ooh, let me go look at this. So I pop in, and I try and start typing, like, hearts and, oh, my God, it's Jake Trowbridge. I love you. And, and then, for some reason, it doesn't go anywhere. Or or, <laughs> or Jake just sees it, and he's like, oh, it's Russ. Oh, shit. No, never just look away. Um, so, I, But I, I firmly believe that Jake would never do that to me. So. Never. 
I am I'm sure heartened I am. to hear that you even do that. I, I will say, and it's not, it's, this is nothing to do with me. I have to pre-apologize for almost patting myself on the back. That's how Midwestern I am right now. <laughs> the TikTok, the kids want the TikTok. There's so many comments that come in flying. It's like, and I, my finger can't even keep up. And then I don't know if you know about TikTok, but when you scroll comments, it's like you get through three and they're like, that's enough to the bottom of the comments with you. And then there's been like a hundred comments since then. I just can't keep up, Russ. I can't keep up. All right. So, so I think what I need to do is a figure out if I am in fact sending these comments. And if I do send more, (laughs) it's just constant, just hammer until I get kicked off. (laughs) This guy is a bot and is a pain in the ass. He's gone. TikTok should never, but they, they might. They you never would know. never. I'm way too beloved for that to happen with my 16 followers. That's right. You <sighs> better recognize. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's do it. Rocky, your laundry was done three minutes ago. Why is yeah, it probably again? I need to go shut that off. <laughs> okay, so so the running back apocalypse has started, and there was three major ones. I mean, we came into this week with Austin Eckler and Aaron Jones already out. So, like, I honestly don't even count them. Like, I did a live stream today. Well, we do it every single week for Fantasy Cares on Tuesday to go over, like, the leaderboard for Scott Fishbowl and just some fun stuff. And we do a lot of giveaways. Uh I know, patreon.com slash trade but you can see me holding up this Kelly Green DeAndre Swift autograph jersey we'll be giving away next week. Um, but I did a, uh, uh, one of my slides for the, for the live stream was talking about <laughs> they hurt, so we are hurt was, was the title of the slide. <laughs> and it was Chubb, Saquon and David Montgomery and I put honorable mention Aaron Jones and Austin Eckler because like they sort of count in this but like they don't really count because they were hurt already so they they, I I have a team where they're my only two main running backs they count Russ but but, like they (laughs) they literally limped into the apocalypse true they're the OGs yeah (laughs) right like they they were they were apocalypsing before it was cool yeah yeah So, okay, so we have David Monk. Okay, so I loved this David Montgomery situation. Not that he was hurt. That came out in very poor context. So he gets hurt, and he tells reporter it's going to take a couple of weeks for his quad to get healthy. And then Dan Campbell's like, no, man, you're day-to-day. As if running backs didn't have any previous leverage. Now they don't even have bodily autonomy to decide nope. when they're ready to play in any yeah. capacity. It, it's coaches wanting to play games. Like I saw a quote today where Dayball's pretending that Saquon might play Thursday. Like, well, also I love the phrasing of like, it's just an ordinary ankle sprain. Yeah. Like, I saw a high ankle sprain. It's not a low ankle sprain. It's just ordinary. an ordinary ankle sprain. It's the it's Regular. the most boring of mundane. It's like when you hit the bottom step wrong, it's all this. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Yes. Ooh. Stubbed his toe a little bit and just turn, you know. But like they said he's gonna be out three-ish weeks. And so I was watching the Steelers and and Browns game. And as I do, because my brain can't do one thing, I was playing on my phone while I was watching the game. So Playing a game, playing a game. I look up, and all of a sudden, everyone's on their knees, and like you could, someone's hurt. It looked like Minka Fitzpatrick was hurt at first, 
and then they show a replay and they show it in normal speed. And at normal speed, it just looks like Chubb got flipped over and landed on the back of his head. I'm like, oh, man, that's a concussion. And then all of a sudden they show him holding his knee. And I'm like, all right, I missed something. But then he gets carted off and they start talking about how terrible that was. And I'm like, I missed something and I'm glad I missed something. (laughs) Like, because you don't want to see that much terribleness. And then Twitter being Twitter, and I'm still calling it Twitter, just can't let you miss that. So I'm morning scrolling, you just wait, barely awake. And then there's someone who took a three second loop of his leg going the wrong direction and just on repeat, just like, okay, now I've seen it six times, even though I scrolled as fast as I possibly could. So grotesque. It's so abnormally grotesque. Like I'm used to seeing injuries and we've seen some pretty awful ones, even just over the course of the last couple of seasons, we've seen some really bad stuff go down. And I just, what I wasn't prepared for the opposite bending situation and uh, it's just gnarly. Yeah. And of course this being the leg that he injured, like, well, injured's the wrong word, destroyed in college. Um, I guess, like, do you see him coming back? Like, I can't see him walking normal ever again. Like, in my head, he's walking with a cane at 26, 27 years old. Like, that's... Like... Well, it's like quarterbacks, like with the Alex Smith injury, if there's, I guess, a recent parallel, maybe it's Alex Smith. Destroying your body and then coming back anyway. And he came back, and he came back. He wasn't back when he came back, but he, I mean, good for him for even getting out there and playing with a running back. It's just such an entirely different situation and his entire style. Like there's, (laughs) I just don't know how you can come back and be Nick Chubb again. And and not just a running back, but a running back who's almost 28. Yeah. And like, like, like Jake said, like the way he played that, that dude, it is a power runner. He is, and a very good, like, he's just, I got nothing. Like, I really don't have it. Like, and someone asked, like, are you selling Chubb now? And I'm like, for literally anything. If someone mm-hmm. sends, like, if, I mean, I don't, after all of that, like, we, I went the entire non-point scoring season saying, I'm not really going to, I don't trade for running backs in the non-point scoring season. It doesn't make sense. But if I'm going to, it's most likely going to be, it's either Brees Hall or Nick Chubb. I made a couple of trades for Brees Hall. I somehow made zero for Nick Chubb. I don't want to say I saw this. Like the, I, that is not the intent of that. It's just to say, you know, if I did have a single share of Nick Chubb, someone can send me just about anything, and I would probably say yes at this point. Now, do I yeah. want it to be more than a third? Yeah, but like if it comes down to it, would I take it? Probably. Like first, like we're we're talking. <sighs> how long before he even can step on a field again, no less what he would be if he ever did. Like, it's just, I. Yeah. Rocky I hit it like 28 years old. already. If a 24 year old running back had yeah. this happen to them, I would still be like, I just don't think that they come back or when they do, it's going to be like a very, very heavily modified uh, lower version yeah. of that and like a 28 year old i just don't see, i would love nothing more than the comeback story to be next year or the year after nick chubb out on the football field and that would be an amazing feel good story but the probability of that has to be like two percent 
at best. So yeah, I'm with you in, in trading him away, unfortunately. Yeah, it feels like a career ender to me. Like, yeah. it, I don't, and like Jay said, I mean, even if he somehow were to come back, he's going to be like someone's like five carry a game guy, probably, or something like that. Yeah. And to make it, to take it in the less real direction, because that's kind of what this show is and what we have to do. I, of course, was going up against a team in a best ball league that had Jerome Ford on it. So I lost. Um, but so Jerome Ford, if you're in a dynasty league, is on someone's team. Like that's not a guy that's on the waiver wire. He's a second string running back in a 12 team league, especially like trade addicts. Our, our rosters are huge and I still have yeah. no idea why. No, I know why. Cause someone's like, you should make it this large. And I said, okay, that's really all it was. I had no idea what I was doing. I'd never commissioned a dynasty league before. And I was just like, okay. Um, and Frank is saying, keep in mind the Browns talked to Hunt today. Their Browns are bringing someone in, and it's not going to be some a nobody. But they're whoever they do bring in is not going to be what Jerome Ford is. They're going to bring in someone more like even if it is Hunt, they're not going to be used as the receiving back like we think Hunt will be used or was used as. Like, so are you? Man, like it's tough. Like, do you think you can get Jerome Ford for less than a first right now? If this Kareem Hunt news plays out a little bit further, I think that you maybe could. It just depends on the perspective of the person who rosters him. I think there's enough people who, like Frank, think that, you know, Kareem Hunt coming in is going to really shake things up and is going to move Jerome Ford down a tier. So I'm almost hoping that those talks do escalate. Because I think then you have some wiggle room to get him for a second round pick. And I would be comfortable doing that, but I'm not comfortable giving up a first for him still. And then Frank just makes it all the more worse saying, what if it's Jonathan Taylor? (laughs) 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 With the amount they paid to Sean Watson, they can't afford him, I'm sure. Let's go down. What what if it's Cam Akers? That would be great for Jerome Ford. (laughs) It's great for his trade value because then I don't even know if you – have to give a second yeah he's probably still got to give close to it and i would yeah like makers is in the same tier as cream hunt for me yeah they, i don't care at all if if either acres or hunter on there it's still the jerome ford show because you can't jerome ford can't be an every down back most running backs should not be every down backs i mean i would give a second for jerome ford at this point probably without thinking about it on the competing team Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a trade go down that was again in a different dynasty best ball league, and it was pretty much Jerome Ford and a fourth for crappy tight end and a second. So it was pretty much Jerome Ford for a second, and I was just like, I wish I paid attention to fantasy football today, and I totally would have sent that. <laughs> like that, that's like like I, I want to go out and send those seconds all day, every day, right now. Um, I just, I, I usually, cause like, we're going to go and talk about Saquon getting hurt next. And I know that there's a very big difference is the fact that it's only a couple of weeks. Um, but like Matt Breda or I can never, Eric Gray, I think is the other running back there. I can never remember Gray or Hull who went to New York or who went to Indianapolis. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Gray, but like, yeah. regardless of who they are, I'm not starting them this week. I'm not going out or look and looking to like, I have Saquon on the team. I got offered um, Matt Breda for a third. And honestly, I just like, I rejected it. Like I could have taken that and it would have been the most harmless thing ever, but I'm just like, 
I don't want to start Matt Breda. And have more respect for there. your third round picks, Russ. I'm glad that you do. I think more people should, quite frankly. Don't go giving up thirds for Breda. I think if we've learned any lesson from Saquon's previous absences, it's that nobody in the backfield is going to give you Saquon production, or it's going to be the person you didn't expect in the first place. So why even bother? That's how I look at it. And especially don't give up a third for three weeks of Breda. Yeah. Like it's not even like a season of Brady. <laughs> uh, and then Frank says, you say that, but Chubb was the highest paid running back in the league. If JT wants that, then we're better. So, okay. But still Chubb is still on the books for now. I don't think that goes away, which makes it even harder. Again, the salary cap can absolutely be fake. So like, this is all conjecture. Anyway. Um, all right, so, and David Montgomery's out for a couple of weeks. I feel like there's nothing really to talk about because it's like, oh, go buy Jameer Gibbs. Like, that, that's not how that works. <laughs> no. um, Do you bother with a spot pickup if he's out there with Bam Knight, with Zonovan Knight? Because I did see he got activated from their practice squad. I think he's more likely to be like the quote-unquote thunder <laughs> in there as opposed to like Craig Reynolds, I think, is the other guy. Like, he, I, I'd consider actually picking up Zonovan Knight if he's out there. Yeah, if, if it comes to if even like if we're talking Breda, if Breda's on the waiver wire, I will spend fab on just about anything. Yeah. Because my hope would then be to sell him for a third and, and then yeah. gain that pick. Like cause if I could sell eighty percent of my fab for a third right now, I would do it in every single league. Because chances are I usually forget about the waiver wire every single week. So Same why way. even have it? <laughs> and if I do remember I don't get through all thirty five leagues anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, keep a little bit just in case I need it at some point, but like, no, I, I would be absolutely fine. Just go. So, uh, all right. So we're going to go away from this because we're still going to talk about almost all of these situations in the trades that are, uh, that were done because we got a lot of them this week. And a lot of them was before the apocalypse, though the apocalypse did put a lot of teams into fire cell mode. And it's going to be some fun. Um, but Jake, what do you want to do first? Do you want to do trade addicts trades or listener questions first? You know, I think we should jump into the questions first before we explore the trades. All right, let's go. The first one at Nick Martinez, BR, one of the many beloved Nick Martinez's, which players, which player trend are you most confident in being true all season usage, scoring, etc., And one you're most confident in being a two week fluke. Clearly, Puka is going to average seventeen and a half targets a game. That that's fifteen, <laughs> and then twenty wow. is yeah. <laughs> when you see fifteen targets. Next game, you're like, all right, well, now he's going to get fifteen catches. That's just the way that works, right? Yeah. <laughs> the amount of targets you had one game is the amount of catches you have the next one. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, so twenty absurd. catches next game, right? Yeah. <laughs> to the moon. Um, I, can I talk about the the fluke first? Because I think it's more. Yeah, go for it, man. And it's probably more obvious, too. Like, obviously, all of the best quarterbacks, they're going to be fine. Like, there's no way that Joe Burrow continues to do what Joe Burrow has done these first two weeks. That's a very obvious one. But A.J. Brown, also very obvious. But A.J. Brown, I think people are freaking out because they see Devontae Smith getting this work. It's like, A.J. Brown, that is who he is. He's just younger Mike Evans. You have to take these lumps. You normally hope that they don't come right out of the gate for the season, but they're always there. Now you're just getting them out of the way early. That's how I look at A.J. Brown. And 
next week. I know he's been a squeaky wheel on the sidelines, uh, especially last week. So I'm sure he's going to get that grease. Yeah, but also like remember how bad in general the Eagles offense looked for the first half of week one and then how bad their line was doing against the pass rush in week two. Like maybe their line might just be bad and that's something they have to overcome. But like, I feel like you're right. Like, I feel like that offense needs to gel a little bit and then everything will absolutely be fine. And the like, you're absolutely right. The problem I think was last year, AJ Brown was too damn good. Like sure. he, he didn't have those, those lump games. He, he just crushed it. And that's not always going to happen. But the great thing about Devonta Smith is no matter how few catches A.J. Brown gets, he's always going to get more coverage than, than Devonta Smith will. And while A.J. Brown can absolutely get deep, Devonta Smith is the deep guy. So, like, in the first game, he came out with a good stat line but half of it was on one play. Like he caught a 50 something yard touchdown. That's that was most of his points. So like it's like, I agree completely. I think that's going to even out like this happened a little bit last year where people were starting to think that, Oh, maybe it is Devonta. And then all of a sudden AJ Brown started putting up 30 points a game. It's just like right. pump breaks, pump breaks. For sure. Yeah. Rocky. I hope that you agree with my Eagles take. That's all I really want, by the way, coming out of this, <laughs> Just for him to agree with something that I've said about the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, AJ Brown is fine. And and, and in terms of real uh, four words, Kirk Cousins, QB one. Yeah, baby. (laughs) (laughs) All year, baby. Ride it to the championships. Here we go. We'll see. Like the the reason I can be okay with that is because that team is not great (laughs) at all. Like their defense is worse than it has been. And their line is not great either so he's been getting it out very quickly and then the great thing about Kirk Cousins is he'll stand there and he'll get hit so he'll still let deep plays develop and the problem is half the time he underthrows it because he's getting wailed as he's throwing and it gets intercepted but sometimes you get 60 yard Jordan Addison touchdowns I mean it's a wonderful give and take but if you score four touchdowns two interceptions isn't the biggest deal yeah. And I was joking. He's not going to be the QB one. No, yeah, he will. I, I say it every year. He's 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 a QB one every single goddamn year, and no one wants to believe it. But uh, hey, man, uh, I have so many teams where my QBs are Kirk Cousins and Tua Tonga Bailoa, and I'm thrilled right now. I have a ton of both. But what we need to talk about that we did not talk about, and it was so great that last week we got the question about what is the deal with with Dynasty's love for DeAndre Swift, and we were just like, well, it's dead now. Yeah. And, <laughs> Even I was like that, yeah. Oops. See, like here's <laughs> here's what sucks about the running back position. Besides the fact that they get hurt so much, besides if you know shorter careers in real life, their contracts screw them over completely. When it comes to wide receivers, you're just like, don't situation doesn't matter. Situations change; they can overcome it. But when it's running backs, I don't think that works. We just saw what happens when a coach just doesn't want to put a player in. Like we saw it for years with Mark Ingram on the Saints, just never getting played. And then he goes to the Ravens and scores like, what was it, like 21 touchdowns? Like, and why, 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 did DeAndre just get one carry? I don't know. I was, I was just thinking like, hold on. Brian Johnson, I think, is the offensive yes, coordinator. Yes. 
we need a live stream. Brian Johnson hands taped to the wall. DeAndre <laughs> Swift walks up, goes like that gymnastics chalk, and just and gets to slap him in the face as hard as he can. <laughs> like I was baffled week one when he didn't get any. Ca- he got two touches and, and not many snaps, and I was starting to believe. Like I was wondering, is just is my fantasy brain just overtaking my NFL brain? And I just believe DeAndre Swift is that much better because he's, um, you know, he was a better prospect and he's a better fantasy asset. And no, DeAndre Swift is just that much better. I mean, it was ridiculous. I was saying it last week. I'm like, why is DeAndre Swift not touching the ball? And I just felt like, and there was a drum beat too, like all during the, like I listened to Eagles pods, as I mentioned before, just like NFL Eagles pods. And beat reporters were saying that Gainwell was being used a lot more in in the practices and walkthroughs and all that stuff uh, than Swift it, with the first teamers. So after I saw week one, I was that's why I, on this pod last week I'm just like, okay, I guess they're not using him. <laughs> and then the, and they Gainwell had to get hurt for it to happen. But after that last week, he's 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 going to be the guy. He's I mean he's not going to he's not going to be like a bell cow because Daniel Andrews Swift's never going to be a bell cow, but he's going to be the lead guy. That one um, carry in retrospect next week, in week one, gets... by the way, feels even more spiteful after seeing week two. Like that one, yeah. ca- almost, it would have been better if he hadn't gotten it. If he had just <laughs> yes. not touched the ball. Healthy, I think healthy that scratch, been a better you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, now next Water week, boy, boy, Penny's going to get it 18 times. Yeah. All right, so, <laughs> so let's go to your division, Jake, because you're a, you're a Packer guy. Um, sure. Justin Fields. Why? Okay, so I think I saw that like throughout the entire season, the first two games, there was about four designed runs for Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. So we're back to the beginning of last season all over again. Um, I'm a Justin Fields fan. I still think that this is... I Nagy was gone and we thought everything was going to be fine. And halfway through the season, well, no, like a third of the way through the season last year, it seemed like heads were removed from butts. And... It was going to be not fine because, like, you run that much and your career is going to be way too short. But, like, it would be better. They would be able to build an offense. It was going to be Justin Fields' offense. And and then this season happened, and they did not do that. And I want I I feel like they're going to realize again that they are being dumb. But – that's they're the bears so who knows yeah, they're the bears and who the hell knows so what do you <laughs> how long does that take for them to finally realize it do we get a third of the season where they don't realize it is it half the season where they don't realize it do they just get so stubborn with justin fields every year because i absolutely agree with you but it feels like they rather than trying to build on the things that justin fields does well and say okay he does this well we can work on the other stuff while he's doing that well Instead of doing that, they say, let's tear it down to the studs. We're just going to start over from, from scratch with him because that's the only way to, to fix his game. And it's, it just it seems like nonsense. It seems like absolute nonsense to not let him run the ball. I had seen somebody posit that maybe he doesn't want to run as much this year because he was a little bit more of a pocket passer in college and he wants to get back to that. But if you're the coaching staff, I think you got to talk him out of that. Yeah. And, you, and you to your point, out. that's what happened with Jalen Hurts two years ago. He was, they were doing what he did well. 
and trying to work on the other stuff. And then we saw it come to fruition last year. So yeah, I, I, I think I saw somewhere too, uh, somewhere I might, maybe it might've been Twitter somewhere else that uh, a stat where over the second half of last year, I think he had nine designed runs per game. Yeah. And, and, and now you had the, what you said four in the season or was it four per game? Yeah. Season. Season. Yeah. So two, you know, like an average of two a game. Like, yeah. It's insane. Like it, it would be hard to watch it get worse. So I have to say, I think it's getting better. It's going to get better. But like right now, like he was around QB eight ish for me. Like he was after you get past like that top six, the really good guys. And then it was Lawrence and then fields. And I think I'm at the point where I'm like put, I mean, to I think jumped all of that after the first two games, I might even take Dak ahead of, of fields man if i want to win right now i'll take cousins ahead of fields because (laughs) if he's not gonna run what's the upside of him until he develops so like i think his value is gonna hurt if we go another two weeks and it's like this again and that makes me fantasy for fantasy if he develops into a really good quality nfl starting quarterback he's still probably like the fantasy quarterback 16 if he's not running so even at his upside there as a passer like it's that offense isn't going to allow him to just be a passing dynamo exclusively to get our fantasy points so we still need the rushing and i'm like i'm absolutely putting trevor over him handily at this point i know trevor's had some of his own uh, fantasy issues, especially in week two, but yeah, I'm at that point. Hey, week one, I don't care because of what he did with Calvin Ridley. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> um, but let's let's go to your actual team because I'm very curious to to get someone's opinion on Jordan Love. Is he good? I'm fighting with myself all the time. Over <laughs> this. And by all the time, I mean the last two weeks. Right. <laughs> um, Jordan Love. Thank you for not making me depressed off the bat. Like you look like a very competent and capable quarterback. And then for fantasy, I think, okay, what's really going on here? So you're the quarterback two. You're the quarterback two. You didn't have Christian Watson out there. You were missing your left tackle uh, in week two, and you probably will be for several other games because that's how Bakhtiari rolls. But yes. then you're also missing Aaron Jones, and you're still quarterback two. So although I hesitate to say he can keep up with this if he gets those pieces back maybe he can kind of almost keep up with it I think seeing him as an actual fringe QB one now makes sense and that would have been unheard of to hear somebody say in the offseason yeah that's kind of where I'm at uh sorry go ahead Rob I was just going to say, I just uh, did some really, really basic math on my own. Um, and he has an 11.2 uh, touchdown percentage through two games. So I don't think he's going to keep that up. He's got 52 attempts and six touchdowns. So, yeah. Without uh, Christian remember, Watson, it's going to go up. I was going to say, <laughs> Christian Watson scores two touchdowns a game. That's, so he's yeah. a lot. Yeah. Just a little, you know, word of caution there. Like, he's looking better than I expected, but. That touchdown percentage is not going to last the entire season. And he's 25 – well, he's averaging 26 attempts through the first two games, which is not ideal for, for great fantasy production. So I, I'm kind of in wait-and-see mode. I, I'm not totally on board with the QB5 Jordan Love. At least oh, the well, no, but, like, I was going towards – Oh, I know, but I know you weren't saying he was QB5, but I'm just saying I, I, 
I, I, I'm still holding out. I, I, I'm not. Sh- I was not sure what to think coming in. I'm still not sure what to think. Yeah, uh, but I was like more like along the lines of where Jake was at the end, where he's like fringe back end QB one. Like when you get to that, like right now, if you're staring at Jordan Love, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, you didn't think that would be a question among the three of those three weeks ago. Like it would be those rookies, and you wouldn't even really think about it. Now it's like, well, I mean, the rookies don't look bad, but yeah, I was gonna say for what it's worth, I'd still take Stroud over him yeah. right now. Stroud, but not you. Would I? It was really like it's you. I we see Stroud progress in games right now, and it weirds me out. Like I in this week, I watched the first quarter. And I'm like, he's holding the ball so long. He is not. He's looking at half the field, and then all of a sudden. You see him moving his head back and forth, and then he's getting the ball out fast. I'm like, can he read my mind? Did he hear me? <laughs> You're welcome, <laughs> CJ Stroud. <laughs> like, like he really he got better as that game went on. But, but again, like re- regardless of actual preference, like that was nowhere. Like Jordan Love was coming into the season probably ADP around like QB 24 ish, and that mm-hmm. seemed right. And now it's not. Like, without even thinking about it, he's got to be around that 12 to 15 area pretty easily, if not higher, depending on what you want your teams to look like. I, I, it's weird, and I think I think it's real. Like, of course, again, not the 11% touchdowns and all that stuff, but clearly he's going to drop a little bit. But, like, I didn't see him fitting in in that 20-21-point-per-game quarterback bunch, and it looks like that's probably what he's going to fit into. All right, we should go on to the next question. We've been talking about this one for like an hour. Um, at Noob Engineer, hello, hi. Um, I sent a trade offer out nine days ago for Najee Harris for my 24 first. I forgot about it. It went through right after the game last night. Do you find gentlemen think I can salvage this trade by having a solid flex all season, or should I cry in the shower? This is when one of my now favorite GIFs would be in use, and it's from the Road to El Dorado, which both, both, both is good. Both is good. Like, I, again, mm-hmm. like parts of the Pittsburgh offense can do sort of seem a little okay than compared to last season when it was okay. No, they really don't. But like, Najee's getting the work, and that's all you could really cling to. He's still getting twenty-two catches. Of course, he does like forty-nine yards on 22, 22 runs. Um, yeah, like I mean. First of all, nine days MFL cuts it at seven, and that makes me so happy. I was just going to say that, like, what platforms are leaving trades out there for nine days? And I, I, it's funny, I was never like this, but until I got screwed over with Deshaun Watson's news, like, I usually like send out trades and just forget about it. But like now on Sunday morning when I'm setting my lineups, I revoke everything. I used to never do that because it's like whatever. I offered the trade as long as no one got hurt in the game which has happened to me also, you know, but like, like, so I would go in and I would revoke. Now I go in and I revoke everything. So nothing goes past seven days anyway, but like, look, Najee's going to score you 10 points a game, just based on the amount of work he gets. Do you Maybe know what he's got in the first two games, Russ? Well, you're like nine points something, didn't he? No, or did he? In work-wise, he's got eight touches and 11 touches. Najee? Yeah. Can I say? Oh. At least this. This is what I would give as my consolation prize. Uh, he's had terrible matchups. Hasn't been good for him. And he gets the Raiders this week. 
If you want to figure out a way to immediately trade him off your team after this week is probably going to be the time to do it. I don't know if you can get a first back. I don't know if anybody else is willing to give up a first after that. No. But he, is, I do think he will have many better matchups ahead. And I think that even if he's used sparingly right now, I think it's just because the backfield is used sparingly right now. I don't know if that's intentional. I don't know if the coaching staff is smart enough to make that intentional or not, but maybe it is. He's got the Texans the week after, by the way. So maybe Ooh. hold him for two more weeks and, the, and then try and sell him. There we go. I'm just going to sit here scrolling through a roster page in MFL to think who I was thinking about that had like 22 touches for 49 yards this week. And that's what was stuck in my head. <laughs> um, clearly it was not Najee Harris. Yeah. I think um, Warren's been cutting into his work. That's part of the problem. I believe. Well, we're in the league where fa- to people faster makes it look like they're better. Like Najee's not supposed to be fast. No. Warren is fast. Like there's a, like, it's a little bit of a different thing, but also like the play calling is so bad. So, so bad. And Poor, poor Najee. Like, it's all I can really think to say. Poor, poor, poor Najee. Like, he's better than what they're doing to him. And and not that it's everything, but on these 16 carries, he's averaging, like, 4.7 yards a carry. It's not like he's apparently playing poorly. Like, I haven't seen both games, but 16 for 74 is, is a decent yards per – not that yards per carry is everything, but uh, it's not like he's doing 22 for 49 or something like that. Uh, they're just, I mean, the, I guess the first game they were down a ton. I, I, and then, yeah. I, and Warren's just getting mixed in. So he only, he only got 10 carries and one catch last game. Yeah. Sorry, noob. I don't know what else to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> it is unfortunate. At Kai's the, uh, what would you be willing to give up for Puka Nakua? Rebuilding team was offered a late 24 first. The offering team has the rebuilders first. What kind of player do you think would need to add to obtain the early first back? The fact that you can get a first for Puka is like a snap, except yes. to me. So exactly. if you want to get your first back with Puka, you need to add whatever it would take to get your first back. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Sorry. No, that, no one is giving up a rebuilder's first and considering Puka part of the trade. Like you're going to need to give whatever and then throw in Puka to get the deal done. Um We've, I've seen a couple of Puka trades in the past couple of days. And it's funny because like we talked about him last week on the DLF trade show where it was after one game and we're just like, oh, someone traded Puka for Luke Musgrave. And it's just like, all right, well, you drafted Puka in the fourth. Musgrave was drafted at the end of the second, beginning of third. Profit. Good for you. You know, and Musgrave's be he's doing pretty good, you know, and with tight end being the crap wasteland that it is, it's good to have a guy who's getting six, seven targets a game. And we saw Puka in a second for a first, and I'm like, brilliant. That is literally brilliant. Like, that is what you should be doing. And now Puka for a first is happening. Um, I got like, I'm not giving up a first for him. No. And I have to be honest, I have him on a lot of teams because I was, a, I was actually a fan of the player. Um, I didn't see this coming. Let me put that out there. Like, no, but like, I love that he made no sense to me. Like I'm a sucker for the X body type. Like I give me a six, three, 200 something pound dude. And I want that guy on my fantasy team, but this is a, like, he's like six, two, two, ten, but like really good in open space. It's just like, mm-hmm. wait, what? Uh, who? Okay. Yes. I want you. Yes. I like that. Um, so I, if someone offered me a first right now, chances are I'm taking it. 
And it might not matter what my team is like. If I'm rebuilding, absolutely. I have him in TA9, by the way. I think it is, if anybody wants to come a call in. Um, but, like, if I have him on a good team and someone offers me a first, I think there's just something more stable I can do with it. You know, like, something I feel better about long-term. Because, like, what's Puka, Puka, uh, Puka, what's Puka going to be when Cooper Cup comes back? And Cooper right. Cup's coming back. Yeah. Is he, I mean, this is a stupid question, but I do think it's worth asking, even if it is stupid, because there's an outside chance that it happens. Is it Puka that remains the number two in that offense when Cooper Cup comes back? Or are they so similar in the in the style and the routes that they run that maybe Tutu is actually the number two? Tutu is number two. Uh, even when Cooper Cup comes back and Puka has to take a little bit of a backseat, I think it's a question to ask. I don't know that I'm smart enough to answer it, but I do think that Puka is being comp to like Debo Samuel right now. And even Debo Samuel was kind of a one year outlier because he uh, ran the ball for fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. I I do think Puka is the number two. One, just because I'm not a big believer in that well. But also, uh, I think I mentioned this, I I think it was on last week's pod after he went off the first week. Um, I heard on uh, late round QB JJ Zacharyson's pod that he ran seventy four percent of his routes from the outside, and Cups yes. Cups more of a, a slot guy. So I, I do think that he can also you, he can be the number two, he can be the outside guy, uh, and and uh, while Cups working, I mean he's not going to catch 10, 15 balls a game, but I, I he's shown enough to me that yeah, I mean I'd give a second, I'm not giving a first. Yeah, but like, and also, if you do have a contending team and throwing your contending second, I feel like that's an awesome move because yes. you're going to get a couple of games where, all right, man, he's not going to get 20 receptions next week. Like, the, that that trend is not going to keep going. But like, even when Cup comes back, if you see Puka still getting like eight targets a game, it seems like he could do enough with that to be worthwhile in your lineup. So, like, I think he's. I I don't think he's going to disappear. I don't think he stays like this. Like, I don't think Cooper Cup comes back and Cooper Cup becomes the wide receiver too. Like, that <laughs> that's not going to happen. But Frank asks a good question. Um, like, one for one, who would you trade for Puka? Like, who would you trade Puka away for if you were on a competing team and you wanted someone that was um, more trustworthy? I saw in the trade, analyze, in the trade finder um, Puka for Keenan Allen. And I said yes to that very quickly because Keenan is being used very, very, very well, like he should be. And I feel more dependable on the entire season about it. But that is probably floor for Puka's value right now. So I think that might be my answer. Um, He said, what about Mike Evans? And right now with the way the Bucks are playing well, like, yeah, maybe I do it for Evans also. Though that scares me a little bit to see how long this rolls for, because it's, I love yeah. Baker, but like it's Baker. I was going to say bang- I'm worried about the floor dropping out. They do Baker. get the Eagles banged yeah. up secondary next week, though. So yeah, that's right. That's Kirk watch. Cousins just lit up. So <laughs> yeah, that, I think Kirk Cousins can't light up all sorts of teams, but uh, he lit them up in particular last week. Uh, last question at Ascending Descent. Buy low or must sell on Justin Fields and Cam Akers? How and when do you decide whether to sell the farm for points or trade away points? All right, well, question at a time. Well, I think we all sort of talked about Justin Fields 
enough already. Like, I don't think you put your sell now because I don't think it's, I don't think his value is going to get all that much lower. It's low. So like, if you're selling now, you're believing that he won't get better. And if you don't believe he's going to get better, you might as well just take what you can get. Right. Like, cause if you think he's going to stay bad, his value could only go down. So it really depends on you because this, to me, it shouldn't be where he is. I think he is better than this. So I think his value is going to go up. I'm not going out and acquiring him because seeing what has happened for the first two weeks of the season, completely lost faith in whatever the Bears think they're doing because it seemed like they had it figured out and then it went away. Um, Cam Akers, he's just kind of dead to me at this point. I think he's, he's dead, dead to, to the Rams coaching staff. I was yeah. going to say, I don't know who else. What offense does he go to where if they do actually trade him that you go, oh, great. Now I have a really usable, consistent fantasy asset. I was trying to think of one. I was like, if he goes to the Browns, they'll throw him out there for some snaps. But I don't see him being a solid, usable fantasy asset. I don't see I him like, being an RB1, but I think... I, I would give him more of a chance here than you. I, I Maybe I'm not as big a Jerome Ford guy as you two are, but I, mm. if they were to trade for Cam Akers knowing they have Jerome Ford, I I think that – I think Cam Akers is – well, we all thought Cam Akers was more talented than Jerome Ford. So I, I'm not ready to give up on him just because the Rams hate him. <laughs> well, I mean, I think – you have to just figure what you believe the ceiling of Cam Akers is, even in the best situation. Oh, yeah. I mean, I and don't it seems like right now it seems like low, mid RB2 at best. Yeah. And I think that happens in the Browns. Uh, like Frank is bringing up the Ravens, which honestly, I just want them to get Jonathan Taylor. Um, if he joins the Ravens, my problem is he is Gus Edwards at this point to me. So, like, he's just another one in the mix. At least if he goes to the Browns, he's the better runner of the football to me. You know, so he'll be in there for running running back plays. Like when they used to do the Chubb and Hunt split, Akers will play that low-level Chubb role, even though Ford, I think, will get more of the workload. So, like, like honestly, that but that's really it though. Like, there's nowhere else for him to go. Like, even Miami at this point, and I mean, in six minutes when Raheem Moster gets hurt, it'll be great. But like, for it seems like as long as Mo- Moster is healthy, whenever Wilson comes back, if hey, A Chain got like what one carry last week? Yeah, I know. What, speaking of me yeah, Miami, what is up with the, the yeah the A Chain hate? Like Ahmed was getting more work than A Chain was. I. I, I like part of me wants to believe that he said something stupid to a coach and now he's getting like doghoused for it. I think I, he's just I, being eased back into the offense is what my hope here is like coming off of an injury. I get it. Like maybe they're just really easing and they know that most are like, this guy's got four games this year yep. for us. We get, we better use them for those. Right out the front. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's move on to how, when do you decide whether to sell the farm for points or trade away points? I, I mean, if you want to be spicy about it, you do it now. Like, you've seen two games. You've seen now who lost a lot of their players, you know. And I was just going to say, when Nick Chubb's leg gets bent, that's what he decides. Like, the amount, like, there are uh, more teams points. than I'd like to, you know, 
gladly none of them are mine, but like I've seen a couple of teams that have multiple of these players that are out now out multiple weeks and they just like, all right, I'm done for the season selling Keenan. We'll talk about that later. Um, you know, selling this guy, selling that guy. And they're just like, no, done, fine. Let's move on. And that just helps you this year because we always say week four, like week four, you have such a sample size of you and everyone else in the league um, on myfantasyleague.com scores to power rank. And that gives you your all play, gives you your mat, your potential points, max and minimum scoring. Like that gives you a very good idea of where you sit among your league mates. Go check that out and it'll give you an idea if your team is actually good or not, or if you just had good matchups or got lucky or whatever. And the earlier you make the decision, the cheaper your trades will be. Because once everyone wants to do that, people have no reason to sell cheaper. Like, so you might as well try and make your decision fast. I don't think there's a right time. Week four is like the usual answer. But if you have an idea now, just freaking go for it. Even if you're wrong, just go for it. Yeah. Make a make a clear-cut direction is the one thing I'll add on to that. Like, don't be the wishy-washy person at week two after all of these injuries and go, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. And then you keep one foot in either side because that's just going to do you in, I think, for the long run. And this isn't the exact question he asked, but I sort of like – I've done this a couple of times where I'll intentionally – wait into the season, especially if I haven't done it mostly through laziness um, during the non-point scoring season of really trying to rebuild a middling roster. I, I think it's a great idea to kind of start to, to let it go into the beginning of the season. And then you sell like a Devontae Adams when he has a, you know, a 150 yard, two touchdown game, instead of trying to do it in the, in the off season when nobody wants 30 year old wide receivers, um, so I've done that a couple of times and you can, you can usually, you know, you're going to get more for point scores when they are scoring points. Uh, and like I said, that's not exactly the question he asked, but I, I just, it's a, it's a, it's a fun move to sort of purposely kind of, you know, it's a riskier move, I guess, cause stuff can happen in the off season, the guys, but, uh, yeah. it's something I'd like to do a couple of times and, uh, it, it, it definitely generally will work out better for you if you, if you kind of intentionally do it that way, as long as they don't get hurt. I started my rebuild arguably two weeks too early. I did it literally right before the season started off in one of my leagues this year. And I kind of wish I had waited, honestly, an extra week or two because there's some players like Stefan Diggs I traded away because he's a 29-year-old wide receiver. And I know I could have gotten more for him had I waited. Even if the worst scenario plays out, we're like, oh, he's griping and he's not getting his targets right away in week one. We know that the game is coming where he's going to get those and people are going to have hearts in their eyes. Yeah, and, and of course the danger is what we just saw this week, like Nick sure. Chubb. You see, you're not selling Nick Chubb now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's basically it. All right. Well, that is our listener question, so let's let's hit up our Trade Addicts trades. Trade Addicts leagues are 12-team super flex, PPR, tight end premium with 1.75 points per tight end reception and 0.05 points for return yardage except for TA1, and we do have a TA1, and it was the aforementioned Puka Nakua for 224 seconds, which it seems like we are all fine with that price. Mm-hmm. And the best part of this is the team I played against traded for Puka Nakua, but and, didn't start him. And stab him, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I won by four points. <laughs> yes! Why? Yeah, it's crazy <laughs> to me. Uh, awful. Yeah. 
I only had a few, sh- like I think two or three shares, but I, I started all. Though. I know, he, I know he was. Play- I think it was the Niners this week. Right? I sat one, and it was because yeah. I have a very good team, and I'm like, oh, it's the Niners. They'll they saw what happened, and they're good enough to know they didn't do that. They they didn't stop him. But yeah, I think that's a great price on both sides. Like, yeah, I, I no, think he's got more than a second, less than a first kind of guy anyway at this point. Yeah. after two games, yeah. There you go. All right, so let's talk about Trade Addicts 3. I was very interested to see this, Rock. You sent your 25 first for Javante Williams. I did. Javante Williams. How do you feel about Javante Williams, Jake? I have been a little bit wait and see with Javante, trying to adhere to the J.K. Dobbins situation from a year ago and saying, okay, I jumped the gun in trying to trade for J.K. Dobbins last year, coming off of that injury, and I did it too early. I should have waited a little bit. So I've been using the same approach for Javante. I've been saying I'm not giving up anything for Javante right now that the Javante manager wants, uh, which in this case was a first round pick, which I just wouldn't feel comfortable doing yet. Yeah, I think I'm there too. But like when you look at and again, like we know what we think Javante is. I think you were Javante. You were you were the Javante guy or Michael Carter guy. You were Javante guy, Javante, right? Yeah. Yes. I was the Michael Carter guy. You were the Javante guy. Yeah. Um, you win, regardless. Um, <laughs> I've been in truth there for a while, yes. Um, I mean, like, besides of what he did with the ball, like, 13 touches, six targets, game one, 12 touches, three targets, game two. Like, he's getting used. And that offense is absolutely still finding itself. Don't get me wrong. I love like a 68-yard touchdown to Mims. Like that just made my heart sing. Um, but like he's getting good usage and has it. Oh, man. Going up against the 28th, 27th, 23rd, they play the Chiefs. Then they go against the 29th defense. Sorry, Packers. Um, and then the Chiefs again. Like he has a very good string of matchups coming up. Like maybe this does start to work out well. And I'm curious more than anything, Jake, if he does, let's say he comes out these next three games and puts up high teens to low twenties, doesn't blow up completely, but like gives us that mid RB one early on in the season that we didn't think we would start seeing. Like, do you think his price goes up to be more than just a first? I think it stays close to this level. I think only in part, because, and maybe this is just my own internal feeling spilling out too much. I don't want to trade for many running backs right now in Dynasty. Yeah. It's a very scary proposition trading for anybody that's a, worth more than a second round pick for a running back right now. So that's probably why I'm so avoided. I don't know if the general consensus will be like that. But to your point, if he gets, if the usage stays the same, but the fantasy points start to go up just little by little. I think it's still going to take like a boom game for him to move beyond a first round pick. So I think you'd still be safe because I've just been waiting for, can we get a few solid games of decent production without an injury flare up? Uh, So hopefully that happens for me. This, I mean, this was offered to me actually, maybe because uh, they probably listen to the podcast and know I'm a Javante guy, but first of all, it did matter to me that it was a 25 first that made it an easier uh, call for me. And, uh, you know, being two years out. Yeah. And, and the other thing is what you said, which is the, the usage. I mean, uh, we were, we're not sure if Javante, I, I'm not even caring that much what he's producing with that right now. We were not sure he'd even be playing 
these first two weeks. And if he was, we weren't expecting great production. So I, I do think the value will go up. I think I will get points out of him if I choose to do that. I think I could possibly get a 24 first for him if I want to do that. So that, that, that's, that was kind of my thinking. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm with you on that, agreeing that like you spend a 25 first now and chances are you might once, especially more running backs ends up getting hurt. Let's be honest. <laughs> like maybe you get a 24 first or well, or maybe you get a decent low end RB one at best ish, depending on how many high end RBs keep getting hurt. But like, yeah, maybe you flip them for 24 first or maybe you get someone that's pretty usable. Like the process is absolutely there. I don't think I have it. In, I'm with Jake. I don't have it in me to do that, well, but I a thousand percent get it. <laughs> I also just hate running backs. Yes. Oh man. But okay. So this next one, Clyde Edwards, Ilaire and David Montgomery for James Connor and Rondell Moore. I saw this trade and I was just like, okay. It's <laughs> exactly. like, like, I get it. Like you, you want your points, so you go and trade for James Conner. And I will never give up on Rondell Moore. Like it'll always be the <laughs> offense's fault, and not his. <laughs> yeah. But like this was like the biggest shrug of a trade I ever saw. And just like, okay, sure. <laughs> like, and the thing is, like, the reason, like, because like, you know David Montgomery's hurt. He's going to miss a couple of games. He's going to come back, and he's going to get all of his carries back. Like that just seems like the Lions' way. He seems like more of a Lions running back than than what Jameer Gibbs can be, even though Gibbs looks good every time he has the ball. It doesn't, I don't think it matters. I don't know how much it matters to, to, to Dan Campbell. So like maybe you get more than James Conner for, for David Montgomery in four weeks. So maybe it's the smart move to do that, but I also don't mind just going and getting my meh points out of Conner from this trade also. Like, like this is the biggest of shoulder shrugs to me. I mostly agree. I think I prefer the Connor side though, just because like I, who's trading for David Montgomery, like even a healthy David Montgomery, like does anybody really want David Montgomery? If they want fantasy points, they do uh, getting a, a, a handful of fantasy points and the like, occasional touchdown. It's, in four uh, weeks, if you get like, if you get a second for David Montgomery after this trade, I think you feel great about it because I think you struggle to get a second for Connor and Rondell Moore. Probably. And, CH, I mean, sorry for what you were, but you don't really I, factor into this. I, right. not, not that Gibbs was ever going to be the lead running back, but I do think that, that Gibbs could cut into his workload more as his rookie season goes on and get more of the rushing work. He should. I will yeah. say that. He's, yeah. He should. He's not going to overtake him because he's not that kind of back probably, but I, I think he could definitely cut. Like We could see games where – David Montgomery is no longer getting 16 to 18 carries a game. And and maybe it's being split more evenly with Gibbs or something like that. Yeah. I view this as both of these running backs could be out of a job next season. You could get literally nothing for them beyond this year. So if I just look at it through that lens, then I want James Conner. Just, I was very high on him coming into the season just because of sheer volume of touches uh, and dump offs and whatever. And there's a chance if David Montgomery and his coach are disagreeing about his timeline for recovery, like that's just that little bit of a red flag to go, okay, I'll take the other guy. And that's why I said I like the Connor side because I just trust Connor to get points more. And I kind of, we're kind of seeing Arizona, it seems to be that 
crappy team that doesn't realize they're supposed to be crappy and, and is going to be hang around in games. So Connor will get work and, and when they're behind, they'll get, he'll get the passing work. So, uh, I just trust him to get points more than I trust Montgomery. I, I feel Montgomery's way more touchdown dependent where, where Connor could get those dump offs and things like that. Who got one target for zero catches last game. <laughs> of course you had to point that out now. No, he did go 23 <laughs> for one Oh six and a touchdown, but that's besides the point. Yeah. What is it with teams not realizing they're supposed to be bad? Like they have themselves set up for Caleb Williams and yes. they're kind of ruining it. Yes. They're trying to win games. What the hell? It's the weirdest thing ever. That's <laughs> how you get yourself fired. Like, uh, who was it? Lovey? Like yeah, Lovey Smith. that got, that got fired from the Texans. Cause he won the last game. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So let's move on. The next trade. I, I loved this for some reason. Nick Chubb, unfortunately, got traded for Zach Moss and Zach Ertz. I saw this. I'm like, because when you could trade for two Zachs, you just got to do it. Got it. (laughs) Yeah. Was this a team name dependent trade? Were they just really angling to get some sort of double Zach pun into their team name? And maybe that's why they made the trade. If so, I approve. I I, I think this was a I'm sad now trade. I I, (laughs) and like I said before, if someone sends you something for Chubb and it's something you take it and. Mm I want Jonathan Taylor to come back. I honestly want Jonathan Taylor to stay on the Colts. But if he doesn't, Zach Moss is going to be okay. Ish. Zach Ertz is what, the tight end six right now or something? And Zach Ertz is going to get that volume because, again, they don't realize they're supposed to be bad. Yeah. Yeah, And this didn't make the sheet because it was a minor trade. But, yeah, I traded a third for Ertz in a league I'm contending. Yeah. Yeah. So, I. I think he's yeah he's gonna especially in a one point seven five premium league, yeah. he's gonna be worth it and and I was gonna say too that maybe maybe they have Zach Evans and they're trying to corner the market. Oh, <laughs> I was I'm in a Sniper Active, which is one of Ryan McDowell's leagues that is very guillotine esque. But I didn't realize I was doing this. My first five picks, either the first or last name of the player, started with a J. <laughs> Love it. I I. You it's you only get like I think it's like ten players. I had eight out of ten players, <laughs> and the thing was, I almost like someone like I kept getting ruined. Like two people before me, like, well, I got lucky on this one. Took Deontay Johnson. I'm like, fine, I'll take someone else. Like, there's no one else with a J. And then someone took Juju from me. And I'm like, I could have gotten two J's. Two J's. <laughs> So many J's for the bang for the buck value, man. And of course I did not get Justin Jefferson, by the way. Like that was, uh, that would have been, that would have been the jackpot. Yeah. Uh, Which begins with a J. (laughs) Unfortunately also one was Aaron Jones, but I survived the week getting one of those zeros. Um, Okay. But okay. So you have Nick Chubb on your team. You're competing and someone sends you Zach Moss and Zach Ertz. Like what goes through your mind, Jake? Um, I just take half an hour to myself in seclusion <laughs> and probably listen to some uh, Amy Mann. I don't know. I just, I just, I just sad. I just get sad, but I eventually do think I click that accept button because you, you, you do you the, have to come to the realization. What else are you going to do? You, know? you go in the darkness like Aaron Rodgers. And... That's right. <laughs> oh my. In Corey in the chat. In one league, I have Saquon Chubb, Deontay Cup, and Rodgers. I'm sorry, Corey. If, that's all I, I, I can say. I have a contending team that has Cup, Dobbins, and Aaron Jones, so that's been fun. 
The fact that you're still calling them contending teams seems optimistic. It actually <laughs> is. It's ridiculously good, the, the, that team, for some reason. But, but what about you, Rock? Uh, Zach Moss and Zach Ertz for Nick Chubb. Like, do you think you can do better? I, I, is really my question. I feel like I have to get Zach Wilson thrown in. No. Um... <laughs> that, that's too many sacks. That's too many sacks. Oh, my uh, God. Those Kevin Hart commercials for DraftKings are actually really good this year. <laughs> with it, It's just like magic. Fits magic. Yeah, too much magic. <laughs> yeah, I do. You know how many jokes you have to tell to go to get to get a million dollars? Don't give it hard. It's just one joke for me. But like normal people, that's a lot. Like it's classic. Those is like good for you. All right, sorry, Rock. Um, I, I was just great. gonna say, yeah. I mean, I kind of feel like I'm at the point, and I do have a couple teams with Chubb. I haven't tried selling them for anything yet, but yeah, get get what you can get. I mean. I don't know that you're getting much more than this. So I, I, like we all said, I mean, people, you know, unless you're playing maybe in a home league or people actually think Nick Chubb might be something next year, we all kind of agreed this probably a career ender. So you can get anything for him. That'll give you some points in your lineup. Why not? I, I, I like, this is like the equivalent of two thirds, maybe a late second and a third at most. Uh, I'd be thrilled to get that for Chubb at this point. Yeah, go find and see if the team that has Jerome Ford is rebuilding and he's just been sitting on their taxi squad or something and see if you could send them Chubb for for Jerome mm-hmm. Ford. And like, hey, he'll come back at the end of next year and you'll get a first for him. huh? huh? And then just feel really, really dirty if that works because <laughs> you lied. <laughs> I need a sudsy shower after that one. Yeah. Ugh. All right. Yeah, I'm with you guys, by the way. I, I take this and feel really, really bad about myself. Until I score, like, until I have two people that are scoring points in my lineup next week, as opposed to someone that isn't and won't be. Um, trade addicts for Brandon Ayuk for a twenty-five first and twenty-five second. This was me, so I'm going to go last on this one. What do you think, Jake? Ooh, uh, I've always been the Ayuk guy, um, so it's very hard for me because they're twenty-five picks. To want the 25 picks. I will err on the side of Brandon Ayuk because he is still so young. I maintain that he's going to have the most usable weeks out of anybody from that group. Not named CMC on the 49ers. So I'm on the Ayuk side. I'm I'm with Jake. I've I've recently in the past year or so become the Ayuk guy. (laughs) So uh, I've been, uh, I'm pretty bullish on him. I've acquired him a couple of places, drafted him in my my redraft, one redraft league I do every year. I was pretty happy week one. Uh, And like he said, the fact that they're 25s makes it elite. I don't know if I give up a 24 first and second, but I'd give up a 25 first and second for him. Yeah. And and I mean, I said it last week that I wanted to get more Ayuk before the season started and I just didn't try hard enough. And I think before the season started, maybe I get away with it just for a 25 first, not a first and second. So I paid the laziness tax. That's really what it comes down to. Um, And so like I, and I've always liked the idea of Brandon Ayuk, but he didn't fit in that offense until Brock Purdy became their quarterback. And it was obvious the two of them are good together. And that's when I was all, that's when I started to become like in on IU. The second Purdy was announced the starter, I was like, okay, give him all the IUs. And I mean, it paid off wonderfully in week one, week two. Eh. But like, I, I think it's going to be good for the season. And like Jake said, 
he he's going to be the best of their pass catchers. Like, I need Kittle to stop being hobbled. Like, but even he, I mean, it's only been two games, but like, I need I need Kittle to do something good for me because I also traded for a lot of him last season. Mm-hmm. But like, I do just you and Purdy just seem to be like a very good combo. So. I went back and forth on this one a lot, trying to work a player in to not just send picks. But when it came down to it, like we stopped for a day or two and I'm just like, I know he's going to accept this and I don't want to send it, but I want Ayuka on my team. So I'm <laughs> going to do it anyway. And it was really funny. I forgot who I was talking to. Um, and I think it was uh, David who is in one of the, is in TA six, I think. Um He's like, when I realize I don't have my 24 first, I'm much more likely to right away send my 25 first away. And I'm like, you know, I just did that in TA4. Yeah. And that was this. I'm like, because so, he comes for my 25 first and something, and it was too much. And I'm going back and forth. And I'm like, oh, well, I don't have my 24 first. So it's not like I'm rebuilding or anything. And if when a 25 first comes along, and it's just like, but I like Ayuk and I like the situation he's in now. Why not just get those points if I can't tank this year? So I just did it like, like that's, that was like legitimately my thought process. And I still feel good about it. And I would have felt better about it two weeks ago if it was just a first, but you know, whatever, what, what's, what's the two twelve? Am I right? <laughs> oh, oh, drop the mic, do yeah. it, pick it up and throw it. <laughs> yeah. No, this team's not that good, but still it's good enough. Um, but all that matters is making it's funny like making the playoffs out of spite because you don't have your first so like i just need to make the playoffs to make my pick worse with the other people yeah, uh, another ta4 trade we have is george pickens and mac jones for kyler murray and a 25 second i have no idea how to feel about this so i need someone else <laughs> to talk i have very strong feelings about this one probably more than any other trade that's listed here actually because i just am not writing off kyler murray i know it's a popular thing and to a large extent i understand why i'm just not doing it i believe that because again the cardinals do not see themselves as the bad team that everybody else sees them to be i think kyler does play this year i think he probably plays a fair amount this year already uh i want really not much to do with mac jones um i mean my second quarterback in a super flex league I'm just still automatically looking to upgrade him. And George Pickens, I have nothing but hope for. But hope, to me, is worth a second-round pick pretty easily. I I knew I liked you, Jake. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I've been the Kyler guy basically all all year, ever, you know, all this non-point scoring season. To me, this is pretty easily Kyler. When he comes back, and like you said, I think he is back this year. There's a lot of talk that he's going to sit the whole year. I don't don't think, and maybe I'm wrong because he does definitely, they they said, you know, there's attitude issues there or whatever. Uh, You know, he wants to play Call of Duty all the time or whatever it is. But who doesn't? (laughs) (laughs) But I think, I don't think he's going to want to sit out the entire season. And I think, I agree. I don't think they're going to want him to sit out the entire season. So, uh, yeah, I think he's going to play. I think he's a much better, even if you don't think he's a, an amazing real life quarterback, he's a, he's a easy Q, top 10 QB, maybe top eight QB, um, given his rushing ability and, and, and he's a, a pretty good passer, um, you know, relative to like, especially a lot of the other guys that, that were like Justin Fields or, or whatever, um, that we're getting or an Anthony Richardson that we're, we're all high on because of the rushing ability, uh, 
he, he can actually throw the ball a little bit. So I, I like Pickens. And I don't like Mac Jones, so I'll take Kyler. <laughs> now, I, I'm pretty sure I'm not making this up, but I believe Kyler Murray's lowest points per game season was QB6. Mm. So, like, so I appreciate you making that up. I, I, might be. <laughs> I feel like we've it's been brought up before, and I think that might be right. Somewhere but I'm talking points range. per game, not total, because he keeps getting, you know, he's gotten hurt a few times. Um, but, like, the, the thing with this is you're – like what, what? Like, I know we try not to have context in our show when it comes to like trades because we're just trying to gauge value more than anything else. Though when it's my trade, I'll always add context because it's my show and I want to. Um, but like, what had like? Did you have Aaron Rodgers on your team? Like, and, and like, because when you had Kyler Murray, you weren't expecting points this year. So why sell Kyler for Mac Jones? And don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, I'm. Well, definitely higher on Mac Jones than than Rocky is. You yeah. know, like I think this offense will be pretty good with it. Not just a offensive coordinator, because any would have been better than what it was. But like Bill O'Brien's a good offensive coordinator, and I feel like they will start bringing talent onto their team. Which you you, you know, keep holding your breath, Russ. Uh, I love me some Juju, man. If they just got DeAndre <laughs> Hopkins, that offense would have been baller. Um, like. I get it. Like Mac Jones is going to score you decent low end. No, sorry. Like high mid QB two scores. Like he's going to be in that glut of 18, hopefully 20 point per game. Okay. But like, and again, Pickens, if that offense could not be awful, Pickens could be good. It just, it it feels weird. And then you add a second on top and it's just like, uh, uh, uh. like again, going on value alone to me, this is Kyler, which is weird for me. Because I get that Kyler's good. It's just I, I'm very impatient. So I'm willing to trade away things that are going to make me sit and wait for a while. But I still, I wouldn't trade Kyler for this. No. Okay, Trade Addicts 5. Speaking of DeAndre Hopkins, Trade Addicts 5, Tony Pollard and DeAndre Hopkins for Devon A-Chain and Jamison Williams. Okay, so remember how... I said we don't like to give context, but when it's mine, I'm going to do it anyway. I need I need pure honesty. This is my trade. Okay. This offer was sent to me as is. I looked at it. I went to put my phone down to like think about it, and I'm just like, I just don't feel like thinking about it, and I hit the accept button. I did not think about this trade at all. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I like points, and hit accept. Okay. I'm glad you clarified because yeah. I was going to feel really bad coming out the and whole saying time you shouldn't have saying. to think about it if it's the Hopkins and Pollard side that you're getting in return because it still looks a lot like it's the Pickens thing. There's a lot of hope here on the other side with A-Chain and there's a lot of hope there with Jamison Williams when he eventually comes back. But like, there's a very plausible option where neither of those guys crack your starting lineup for weeks, maybe Ever. a year, two years. Yeah, it could just <laughs> never happen for them. DeAndre Hopkins is going to be in your lineup tomorrow. Tony Pollard is going to be in there tomorrow and probably for at least a couple of years. I'm 100% with Shake. That, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, the, these two guys have literally done next to nothing. Like, Devin A. Chain has, like, two or three touches on the season in his rookie year, and Jamison Williams has barely played in 
a year and is suspended for the first six games. So, yes, we liked both coming out, uh, especially Williams, but Tony Pollard's by far the most valuable asset in this trade, just value-wise, I think, even if you're not talking points. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely like that side. Yeah, and I will always just love DeAndre Hopkins because he's just so damn good. Hashtag deep claims <laughs> a big wide receiver. Um, and like the thing, what, what made me hesitant at first at all is, A, I really do like Devon A. Chain, especially in Miami. Like when – I keep feeling bad saying this, like when Mostert gets hurt. Like because that's like I want the guy to get hurt. Like I love watching him play. It's weird. It seems like there's a glitch in the matrix because it doesn't look like he's trying, but he's three times faster than everybody. Like it feels wrong. Like he's on like fast forward when everyone else is like in slow motion. Um, but like he, that, that's what a chain is. He's really, really fast. He's little and he's shifty like that. Like not to say that a chain can do what Mostert is doing right now. Cause I've absolutely no idea. I don't actually evaluate players. I just listen to what other people tell me. Like, but it seems like he fits there. So that's why it makes me a little sad that it's not happening, but I believe it can and maybe will. Maybe not for good reasons, but in general, I think it will. And Jamison Williams, the only reason I feel I didn't want to trade him away is because, like, I think his value is going to go up when he's getting ready to play. That's that, that's really all it is. And chances are it will. But, like, Pollard are scoring points and I like Hopkins. That was enough for me just to be like, whatever, man. Okay, yeah, fine. So I hope whoever sent this actually liked the deal they sent because <laughs> they got it. <laughs> I do agree for what it's worth. H80 eventually will find his way into this offense at some point, and it yeah. probably will be because of the injury to Raheem Mostert. But again, as much as I believe that, it's not proven, and so I'd just rather take the proven. Yeah, that's where kind of I was. Uh, so Trade Addict 6, this was one of those teams that had Chubb and at least one other player, I think it was Aaron Rodgers, that ended up going down. And they're just like, all right, someone buy these points. Uh, unfortunately, TA6, I'm not in the point buying uh, state, seeing as how I have zero starting quarterbacks. Um, but Keenan Allen got traded for 24 second and third. Now, the reason I still put this on the sheet, even though this is very, uh, yeah, you go spend a second and third to go get Keenan Allen. To point it out there, go look to see who has Keenan Allen. And go send them a second or third for Keenan Allen because he's really, really good. That offense is going to be good always. Just it doesn't matter how old Keenan Allen is. Speed has literally zero to do with his game. He can just shake people out of their pads. Go get Keenan Allen. Send a second and third without even thinking about it, assuming you want to score points. Yeah, it, yeah. Just, it seems like every year nobody wants Keenan yep. Allen since since the injury-prone days of the lacerated kidney and whatever, whatever random injury he was racking up when that actually happened. And it just seems like ever since... kidneys are so weak. They're super weak, bro. I can't have those weak kidneys on my roster. And you have those but compensatory it, liver injuries whenever those kidneys... Exactly. Are. It's like, I don't... And it's just bizarre. And I think that people are still forgetting, like... You're not just paying that second and third for this year for Keenan Allen. He's probably going to be doing the same thing next year. At least I'd be willing to bet that he is or a close proximity for it. Because why not? So a second and a third is 1,000% worth it. Yeah, just remember how long Larry Fitzgerald hung around and was fantasy relevant for. Not to say he is Larry Fitzgerald because Larry Fitzgerald was something special. Like the man had more tackles than drops, which is the craziest thing in the world to me. 
and awesome. awesome. Um, but yeah, he's he's really, 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 really good. So you should go do that. Uh, yeah. The last trade we have was Michael Pittman for a 24 second and 25 first. How do you feel about that, Jake? I don't believe in Michael Pittman that much, uh, personally, to give up a first for him. Um, I'd rather be holding on to the picks, even though it's a 25 first. It's yeah. just he's not the type of wide receiver that I go out trying to acquire for that cost. So I'd be holding tight. Rock. I, I think I'm with Jake. I've never been a big Pittman guy. I don't love him with Richardson. He did have a good week one. Uh, I think he kind of came uh, down a little bit in week two. But I just... A big, it, I like I said, I never believed I, I didn't believe him that much to begin with. I never thought he was really going to be a consistent wide receiver one. And Richardson scares the hell out of me. Like I know he's performed well from a fantasy perspective for the first couple weeks, but I just don't believe he's ever going to be a very good passer. Maybe I'm short sighted. You know, if, if he if he's amazing by the end of the year, I'll uh, I'll take the L. But I just I don't see it, and I. He he needs a good he need, he needs something better than a good running quarterback who's good for fantasy to produce consistently. So, so I will say I am a very big Michael Pittman person. I would have endless amounts of Michael Pittman on my team from rookie drafts had he not been right next to T Higgins in rookie drafts. I had to you trade up choice. many many times after drafting T Higgins because I wanted both of them and I was never taking Pittman before T Higgins. <laughs> so, you know, like I, I really do like Michael Pittman and I have let go of my dream that he's going to be a top 12 wide receiver. Like I it's not going to happen. I get it. I was very encouraged by what we've seen with him with Anthony Richardson and I don't care if Richardson is great or not because he's doing well enough and I don't think you get like worse from what he's doing right now because he's again not doing great right now but he's doing good enough as long as he can stay good enough Michael Pittman will do well enough because he's the best receiver pass catcher they have though Kylan Granson might be my favorite player in the NFL now I don't know if, if everybody saw his tweet after catching his first touchdown he him and and his significant other, I, I don't know if they're married, whatever, but like they did baby photos with a football. <laughs> Incredible. And they were good. Like they were, produ- they were high production. Like they, it was like, I literally, like I clapped at my monitor. I was like, yes. Okay. I love you, Cotton Grants. I'm going to go trade for you somewhere. Um, all of that being said, I traded away Michael Pittman here um, because this is a team I am rebuilding on. And unfortunately for me, I have Devonta Smith, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Michael Pittman on my team, which means I put up like 100 points alone with them three in week one. I'm what like, a terrible situation for you to have those amazing players, by the way. I'm so forget. sad for you, Russ. <laughs> I, ha- I don't have a starting quarterback. I have to start Tyler Heineke. And, and I don't remember. I have a running back who scores points, but not a lot of – oh, no, I have Roshan because I just – I love that guy. I won't trade him away. Um, but so like, I'm like, all right. I, and I was going back and forth a lot w- with Pittman and I was trying, I was trying like H E double hockey sticks to get more. Like I wanted a 24 first, but it's really funny. He's like, no, I have a feeling this first is going to be early. And I'm like, look at his team. His team is scoring points. His team is built to score points. And he's like, no one injury. And he's going to fire. cell. it's going to happen. 
and then Nick Chubb got hurt and he started fire selling. I'm like, <laughs> mm. um, but so I like I, I wanted to once I realized I couldn't get a 24 first, I was resigned to this trade. Tried to get better, and then the same thing happened before. I'm just like with the Ayuk trade. I'm like it died for a day or two, and I'm just like he'll accept this. Let me send it because I wanted to get Pittman off of my team, and I realized I had four firsts in 25 already. So why not have five? Just go for the full gamut at this point. And this is the league where J Mike had the J Mike Invitational of having, I think it was 16 of the first, no, 14 of the first 16 picks. So like maybe I should go try and do it for 25, which is already going to, you know, not a, as good of a class as 21, that's for sure. Um, but like it seemed like fine. And I feel like there's a lot of people out there who aren't Pittman people. So they would think I did good, even though I don't feel like I did great. And that guy was fine to send that because he also likes Pittman. And I care what people think about me. And it's just the way it went. Um, <laughs> we still love you after that trade, Russ. Uh, Corey says, I'll trade you Pittman and TA9, except no, that is one of the many teams I am rebuilding in. Um, But that is the end of our show sheet. So that is going to be the end of our show. As always, Jake, it is a privilege and a pleasure to be graced with your presence. And thank you again for coming on. I hope you had fun because you know I sure did. I had an amazing time. I love you both. I always have a great time every single time that I stop by. I'm going to stop saying time. I've said time too many times, and now it's not a word anymore. But I really did love all of this. You know what really freaked me out? One time I said the word bowl too many times in a row, and I couldn't remember how to say it. Bowl. 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 And I was older than I'd like to admit at the time. Um, (laughs) But before we head out of here, before I say even dumber things, why don't you remind everyone who you are, what you do, and where they could find what you do? Yeah, you can find me at Jake Trowbridge on Twitter or whatever it's being called. uh, Or check out uh, Matthew Berry's Fantasy Life. That's where all my goofy videos are housed. And you can find me co-hosting the Drinking Talking Fantasy Football Pod every Tuesday live on YouTube. Or just download it after. That's fine, too. As long as he gets those numbers, he doesn't care. That's right. Before we finish finish up, Russ, I meant to ask you, way back at the beginning of the show, Frank said, I feel like this is the thickest I've seen Russ's beard. I I kind of agree. Oh, 100% is the the biggest my beard has ever been. And the thing is, like, my beard doesn't grow down. It kind of grows out. Which is kind of the same thing with my the hair on my head. It doesn't go down. It just kind of helmets. Um, I, I'm just lazy. It, it's not a <laughs> conscious decision. It's just that I don't feel like doing anything about it. Like at this point, it'll be a pain in the ass to do. And it's going to make a lot of a mess. No matter how clean I... Like I've seen people like pull plastic bags over their heads. Like I've tried. Like nothing works. My... like. It's a Wild West scene when I try and trim my beard. Just hair everywhere. It's never worth it. So I'm just like, all right, Santa Claus, here I come. Hey, man, winter's coming. You got to go. make sure that you protect the face against the harshness of the cold. Shaving in winter. I've done that once. It was the worst thing I've ever. It was the worst idea I ever had. Your face gets cold fast. Get some extra money playing Santa Claus. There you go. You I already got three months. months for it. So yeah, let's keep two, going. Three months, yeah. <laughs> well, on that note... Um, <laughs> patreon.com slash trade addicts pod you can hang us hang out with us while record give us things to talk about tell us how wrong i am on many things which is always the case and also we have the awesome chat on discord the cool kids club it's just a just a great time 
Um, but also, more importantly, every week, Tuesday afternoon, on the Fantasy Cares YouTube channel, we do a weekly SFB recap show. And we do giveaways. We've given away Funko Pops every single week. Um, we ha- we gave away a Daniel Jones jersey uh, this week. To we Every week we're going to have a, we call it a giveaway goodness contest. Um, everybody who donates gets a bunch of entries into a contest. This week we are doing DeAndre Swift. If you, you know, were a patron and are watching us record or watch us after the fact, because like like Jake, I don't care as long as we get our numbers. You can see me holding up this beautiful DeAndre Swift jersey. Um, but also fantasycares.org. You can check all that stuff out anyway. Um, and Fantasy Cares, I'm going to say it again, because that's all that really matters at this point. Um, I think bed is all that really matters on this point, because I don't even know what I'm saying anymore, because I think I said bowl too many times. Night, everybody. Night, Russ. Thank, Thank you for listening to the Great Attic Podcast, a proud member in the Dynasty Attic Podcast Network. Please follow your hosts at Dynasty Haha and at Dynasty FF Attic. Please subscribe, rate, and review. We will catch you next time on the Trade Attic Podcast. Poopy Pan, that is the best. <laughs> Yeah.